This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone. This week, we uh, have a special edition of the Swolecast. Once one of us, he has now been elevated to the corporate ranks of boss man, so uh, we have to play nice on the show. We will discuss last week's uh, Golf Masters uh, situation, and we'll discuss also some of the uh, player props this week, quarterbacks, going who's going first overall now also wide receiver saquon barkley obj lots to discuss and so let's get to it it's the uh, swole cast from roadgrinders.com you think that's from the swole cast i was like yep that's me before you guys know i'm full of that i'm the problem hear ye Hear you. Leave it to the guy with the crypto dunes, Abby, to not understand. <laughs> I should have known you getting 30 likes was directly written by someone else. <laughs> I've put no research into this. Don't know if it's true at all. You're on the right show. One. You know me. I don't do a, a ton of research before the show. Bro, live a little. <laughs> live a little. Just live a little, guys. Ah, new intro. New intro. Nice. Who, who did that? Was that, was that Sosa? We no. know it's not Steve. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that is a very good intro. That was very good. Uh, good job, uh, Mr. Coakley, Rob Coakley, uh, who helps us out with some of the stuff here on the Swolecast. But uh, yeah, welcome. It's the Swolecast. You know, we people ask, you know, what is the Swolecast? And the answer to that is yes. Um, you know, we have we just discuss everything: NFL, golf uh diet whatever we want to discuss so guys let's uh let's get started first with uh our guest of honor he's not dan gaspar he's dan bach uh dan how's it going you know i all the years the swole cast has happened i don't think i've ever been a guest i think this yeah, is my first ever and uh i'm kind of excited to be on this iteration of the of the swole cast especially like davis has transformed into some sort of like mountain man over here mm-hmm. with this beard and this hair. And he's wearing a lot of flannel these days. And he's got like this chiseled jaw going. And, uh, you chiseled? know, it, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I say chiseled because it almost looks like a PED jaw, to be honest with you. Like I've made the comment that you look like you should be like a professional wrestler, except you're like five foot two. And that wouldn't work very well. So, Davis, what's your uh, what's your max bench these days? Two hundred five. 
It's not bad. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why you had to go for my worst lift. Like I don't know why you had to do that. To he me, knew but... exactly what he was doing. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> Honestly, I thought it might be getting there because, um, like, this is no secret. The people with sometimes with the best bench press have shorter arms, so see, they can get, it's like, actually a chest. So I do obviously relative to a normal yeah. human being, I have short arms, but relative to my body size, my arms are actually a little bit longer. <laughs> So my best. Is that my how you best, got your wife? <laughs> my my best lift is deadlift of the okay. of Olympic lifts. All right, you getting ready for the uh, swole cast uh, combine that we've got coming up? I actually uh, I finished dead last in my fantasy football league with my buddy, our keeper league in our hometown. Oh, so I have no. to run the I have to run the forty at our draft. Oh uh, my uh, god. Oh. Okay. Is this you filmed? finished dead last in your group. Like it's a twelve man league. So it's a keeper league. So we can trade future picks. Uh, uh, what was it? Dak got injured, and CD Lamb was my keeper. So I just traded away every good player I had for picks, and I have fifteen picks in the first eight rounds next year. So it was worth it to run the forty once to have a good mm. team next year. Yeah, forty's not that bad, really. I mean. Yeah. Honestly, that's need to get a little punished. To, uh, to make sure that this gets run, published to Twitter. Running the 40 is not the issue. Yeah. It's that my 40 is going to be quite poor. It'll, it'll be very bad. Yeah. Because you never had to really run or anything in, in high school never. like with athletics or anything. Yeah. Never. Uh, Peter, how's it going for you? Uh, it's going good. I feel a little ambushed. Um, mm -hmm. this feels like a performance review and Dan's kind of swinging by <laughs> state of the union, ah, exactly. you know, the checks keep clearing and, but every, every, uh, couple of weeks, I think they're not going to clear. So, uh, Dan, I'm going to be on my best behavior today, including yeah. eating my lunch while doing the stream. Well, I was going to say, I was, uh, I was shocked that, you know, every, actually not really, but everybody showed up legitimately five minutes before the show. And I know mm -hmm. at one point in time, there was an edict that said, you have to be in 15 minutes before. <laughs> and I'm sitting yeah. here and I'm legitimately the only one here. And I was like, well, I <laughs> yeah, up to the corporate suite and they just uh, say, forget it. We don't have to follow the rules anymore. Part of that is stream yard. Like we don't have to set up the shots um, in, uh, you know, excuses. in wirecasts right. like we, we used to. But the other part is like, we want to really save the best for the show. Like Davis was talking about like doing 75 hard. Which, uh, Dan, do you know what that is? They, sh they should call it 75 easy. No, I have no idea. Se 75 hard is just a thing that hardos do to uh, tell everyone that they do 75 hard. I'm not like, doing it because I think it's cool. I'm doing it. My sister-in-law wanted to do it to get in shape, and she just wanted to do something dramatic, and I told her I'd do it with her. It is like the most dramatic thing. So tell everybody, Davis, about the outdoor workouts, the reading, everything you have to do as a part of this. Got to work out twice a day. You have to mm -hmm. choose a diet and stick to it. Got to drink a gallon of water. Um, you got to read post 10 pictures, pages a day. Take yeah, you pictures. Got, well, you don't have to post it. You just got to take one every day. Uh, thank God I don't have to post it. No one, <laughs> no one, wants, no one wants to see that. It's, it's, uh, it's really just the only thing that's different from my daily life anyway is I probably only do an outdoor workout five days a week normally, so doing that seven days a week. And... Um, Such a humble the, the break, water, dude. Like the water. <laughs> oh, I only do it five days, not seven. Like, it's, it's well, peak, no, but an, but an outdoor, but an outdoor workout counts as like skateboarding or going golfing or Come walking on. your dog. Come on. Skateboarding counts as an outdoor workout. I've heard that skateboarding actually is a workout. Like I have, I get my heart rate up higher skateboarding than lifting. 
it this was um I actually will buy the skateboarding thing. It was last year when we were doing underdog cardio club and people were trying to count like walking their dogs as cardio, which I I'm pro walking. I love walks, yeah. but you're, mm-hmm. you're not counting that as cardio. Yeah. Um, I'm not counting it as cardio, but I'm counting when I, I take my dog for a three mile walk. I'd count that as my second outdoor workout for the yeah. day. Would pickleball count as cardio? No, I've seen what, the, I don't actually, I don't actually know. What what does your heart rate get up to? Like your your I don't max know. heart rate. I'll, I'll check I'll check tomorrow. We're supposed to we're supposed to play <laughs> DB, do you play pickleball? Yeah, Kitchen and I are our teammates. We play once a week and we are uh Amazing. we are doubles teammates against uh, a couple other guys in the office. All right. Who who's who's better? Because it didn't Kitchen, <laughs> didn't you win the uh the Roto Grinders uh yeah. tournament league or whatever? Yeah, all right. I mean, that, that to me looks like max heart rate of like 98 beats per minute. <laughs> That's, for not it, <laughs> That's not it. It can get uh, it can get a little spicy um, and a little short burst. It's like really the perfect sort of workout where after at the end of the hour, you're you're ready. You're you're done. Yeah, one game so, isn't going to do it for you, but if you play yeah. like three or four, then yeah. you're feeling that's, it. That's the, that's the secret of slow, steady-state cardio is that doing it for 10 minutes doesn't do anything. Doing it for an hour is going to give you really good benefits it, and it's really low impact. And I, I started watching a few matches, um, and I watched a mixed doubles match, and this, this girl had a kitsch and then the X and then like engage, and I'm like, What? And then I find out there is a major pickleball brand called Kitsch. A major pickleball brand. Yes. Kitchen, you know I've long waged a war against big pickleball, but will you just admit, as a sport on television, it is an awful viewing experience. Oh, no, I love... You guys, this is such (laughs) a bad I love the McEnroe... Dan, what do you think? I love it. I think it's it's awesome because... It's something that you watch and you say to yourself, I can do that. And then you kind yeah. of get excited that there's a sport on TV that you can actually do. That's that's just golf. Oh, it's, that's golf. Not, it's, it's way golf. better than golf as far as watching something. No. It is get, way better okay. than golf. Mute, mute, David. No. This is such a bad take. If you want to tell me you love playing pickleball, whatever. It's like I yeah. love bowling, but I'm not going to watch guys fucking bowl on TV. I mean, come mm. on, guys. I like soccer. I don't really like watching soccer. I would, but like, it is more entertaining as far as pickleball goes. David is just getting all of his absolute worst takes out here in the first mm-hmm. ten minutes of the okay. show. Okay, all right. Let's uh, speaking of golf. Let's let's talk to Dan because Dan last week um, he sent me a message and the message was, "I'm about to go viral." <laughs> this is oh, literally no. D- DB DB went more viral than the Run Pure Sports Girl. <laughs> <laughs> so uh dad you want to uh just go at like just set the table davis for us and then dan can give the behind the scenes so basically dan does have the great ingredients for a viral tweet right something everyone's watching no one is going to watch the video or look at the content and not know what it is involves a relatively famous person. Uh, obviously, Dan's tweet would have been better had it been Speed or Brooks or Phil. But Morikawa, major champion, people knows. And also, there's quite a long tradition of this in golf. I, I believe Dan would pro- would maybe know better. There was a tournament decided <coughs> five years Spieth? ago. It was not Jordan Spieth. You're thinking of the Dustin Johnson US Open. But there was a tournament four or five years ago where someone called 
someone called into the tournament and said they noticed on the broadcast a yes. rules violation and the guy got penalized or maybe even disqualified at the end. Um, and DB just sitting at home on his couch, nine screens up watching the masters realized that he thought he was about to become the next disqualifier of someone at a major championship. Okay. Let, let me add a little context here. First off, that wasn't my intention because I have like 20,000 followers and God knows how many of them are You're just are a boxed. fan of the game. Yeah. And I'm watching this and the announcers are like, Oh, this doesn't look right. I've been a, uh, I've been a pro for, uh, I'm sitting next to two pros and both of them don't understand what's going on. And basically I was like, you know, I think Colin Morikawa cheated right here on this video right here. See, the mark is there. He puts the mark up and then marks the golf ball. That would, in theory, be against the rules. Now, where I really screwed up is I only showed the small part. <laughs> you didn't and it. You fake newsed it. I, well, so I, is, the worst is thing is I happened? called him a cheater. And <laughs> it's like everything I despise about, like, Twitter trolls, I was. And immediately, Big Cat from Barstool gives it a retweet. The no laying up guys give it a retweet. And next thing I know, it is everywhere. And the, wor the, the worst thing about it is, literally five minutes after I tweet this, my wife walks downstairs no. and shows me her phone and says, uh, yeah, I just had this client send me this screenshot and wondered if this is you, if you know this guy, because he's got the same last name and lives in Nashville. And, and at that moment, at that moment, I was like, oh my God, this is out of control. So I sat yeah. there for the next two hours getting absolutely called a narc, um, a nerd. Clout know. chaser was Clout. the one I that I liked. I'm still trying I mean, to spot the lie. It, 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 was, it was awful. It was awful. But I'm sitting here seeing this and it's like, Okay, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000. It got to like 2 million views of that tweet in like an hour and a half, two hours. And I'm like, and my God, this is this is out of control. Did Morikawa and address yes. your tweet? Yes. No, yes. I know he addressed the incident, but he, did he say this 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 guy, Dan Bach, you know, trying to, no. trying to ruin my good name? <laughs> no, he, he basically no. came out and said that, uh, hey, I want to win that PIP money. Go ahead and call me out all you want. Um, which is, of course, like the bonus that they get if they're famous on social media. So he right. played it off as uh, as like the way that he should. Mm. But so so what what happened? He he basically he was moving his ball mark so that it didn't interfere with someone else's line. Is that correct? And then he moved it back. No, they saying that the ball moved when he addressed it, and he just threw that mark down in the vicinity, and then marked the ball where it should have been, where it moved from. So. Sure. Right here, you can see him, you know, address the ball. He takes a step back. He looks at his playing partners and said, hey, the ball moved. And they said, ah, no problem. Move it back. Totally legal. But it was really <laughs> odd that he would randomly throw this this ball mark like a couple inches behind where, where the ball that was. Is, that is weird. That would not, yeah. be, that would not um, be how I would do it. So long story short, it went ridiculously viral. And I was at the crossroads of – do I leave something up that's got like millions of views? Absolutely. You know, isn't this is good for the brand, right, tell me Davis? You, tell me you didn't delete it, DB. Oh, oh he I did. Look, he deleted uh, it. Oh, I definitely we got deleted it. Okay, all right. I know we all had to do compliance training a month ago for the <laughs> We need to get. We need to get Dan. We need to get Dan into social media training. This oh, is. This is. No. 
uh, yeah, he, and then he apologized it. profusely. And I knew that I knew like he was having a bad day because like who wants to be like on the the receiving end should of have, hey, should have sent the video these, to me, Dan. Should have sent the video to me. <laughs> but how, how many how many followers did you gain from that, Dan? Uh, <laughs> quite a few, actually. I mean, it was it was insane. It was it was like you got to see the absolute worst of the internet. Yeah. And I said to uh -huh. myself, like how do these guys with these massive followings who get this sort of engagement on every hey, tweet? It's, it's tough. How do they? Get <laughs> <laughs> how do they do it? So, uh, yeah, not not my not not a yeah. world that I'm looking for. Don't to, let like, Davis guilt you into anything after he deleted Odell tweets and a whole bunch of oh, other. Yeah. Uh, I bad deleted takes. all my tweets before June of 2022. Mm -hmm. I just batch deleted like 60,000 yeah. tweets. Try not to get canceled. I, um, but as far as Dan goes, I knew he was having a bad day. Here's the the uh, the deranged, sick part of me. I was loving it. I was searching like Dan Bach in the uh, in the comments. Like you know, you do the quotation so you, that you could only get Dan back in there, and um, some of the comments were just so do, good. Do you know what Dan? You, I don't know who your boss is, but you should have been fired for not threading that and saying subscribe to rotogrinders.com. For sure. <laughs> for sure. I mean, you, you, what are you that, doing? that should have been, you, there should have at least here's, been like a stern talking to. Here's my, uh, here's my Patreon. Uh, speaking of, <laughs> Davis joined the, um, the newsletter ranks. Davis, uh, you want to give your plug for your uh, free once a week, <laughs> possibly newsletter? Yeah, I'm working. I was just working on the post before we, yeah. we got on air. I mean, really, it was just as simple as I don't have anywhere to put that stuff. I don't have yeah. anywhere. I have no repository. Sports Grid is more geared towards like SEO style content, uh, like recaps, just like to get people to hit there. And so they don't they don't need, um, you know, long form nerd shit fantasy football articles. Yeah. So I started the the newsletter and also obviously inspired by my friends Peter and Patrick doing yeah. the same thing. And um you're using the same name that you did when you were a fantasy insiders. So yeah, it was you. I just yeah. another just I just another branch sprouting off your tree, David. Yeah, you get like one percent of all the yeah. uh, Patreon subs. He gets on he side. gets one he gets one percent of zero. So <laughs> <laughs> free thing. So yeah, uh good good plug there. Uh, Peter, you have any advice for, for Davis since you've been in the newsletter streets uh, for two years now? Uh, you know, just consistency. Uh, yeah. Davis, that's the, the name of the game. People are going to start to make it part of their routine. You got to be ready for them. I can't just have just, you waking up and then Davis is on like a skateboarding yeah. expedition in the Appalachians or something and there's no new newsletter. You got to stay consistent. Well, you remember the, when Davis started the threads last NFL season, got John Hansen to subscribe um, oh yeah, all of these, uh, you know, all, all these guys as far as max engagement, and then he just stopped around you know week seven or week eight. And he blamed on week, thir week thirteen. He blamed on Holka. It's not really Holka, doing anything. Holka told me it was non GTO, and he was right. Where has I? I don't know if my algorithm. What has Holka been up to? I've not seen. Yeah, Holka that's actually. On the I was just. Forever. Yeah, I was that's just what I'm saying. Holka is thing. just feeding you. Didn't everybody uh, just mute, oh, mute him no. then? Isn't that what happened? <laughs> no. No, because no. he he switched. He he's he has two accounts now. Holka does. He's got yeah. well, he's got. 
the CEO account and the the football account. The, well, the thing that Holka actually does that's smart that none of us do is he actually takes time off after the in-season grind and like yeah. decompresses for like two to three months while we're just like, let's just start drafting a million best ball teams in February. Mm-hmm. And Holka is actually working on his mental health. I've thought about it. Uh, maybe next season. David, you just have too much what, on your plate, Are you kitchen. even online? Like how are you? <laughs> What do you, what are you, when you say you need to decompress, what are you decompressing from? <laughs> uh, did you guys see the, uh, my thumbnail on Twitter? Um, I did. Yeah. That was done using, uh, AI. That's, uh, that's, Uh-oh. did that's... you go the, the owl route and make a uh, cartoon superhero of yourself or something? <laughs> no, no. I, it was a, it was a picture of you and the, uh, the prompt was, um, Bald golfer facing uh, other golfers in a state of disbelief. Man, I think, there is was. just Pull something. It up, Steve, so I haven't, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen it either. I'm very curious what this looks like. There's something just <laughs> it's so it's good. so disconcerting the AI faces because it's so close, but it's so creepy. It's kind of it kind of has like a Salvador Dali feel with kind of like yeah. well, yeah. blended. Like there's yeah. another prompt not to get too inside baseball here, but I blend. There's a another prompt called blend. So I actually had two pictures and I blended them together to. Uh, who to who get is this. the? This tweet is from an account you muted that responded to that. I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I totally, I totally see that. It's not, it's just, yeah, the AI art, it's not there yet. Very, they can't do, they can't do humans yet. The, the Uncanny Valley has not. No, passed. they can. They absolutely can. I've yet to see it in a very convincing way. Okay. Like that um, Zuckerberg one that was going around yesterday is like, still, you can tell it's, it's not quite there. No, there's like there's different styles. Again, not to get too nerdy into it, but there's there's these like five levels of styles, and you can get like hyper realistic, ultra realistic, and um, it, it will give you like legit images that you don't know are fake. D- Davis, have you done this yet? Have you put like your your face into one of these things and and done like uh, an AI version of yourself? Because I feel like. You've got just unbelievable features with the hair and the beard that we need to give I'm you not, guys a room, Dan. You just keep talking about I'm not, I'm not, I, uh, I am <laughs> very much in Lynn's hair. Feature. I mean, here's, do you not realize that? Here's the thing, DB. I'm actually so vain that I don't even think an AI image could do me justice. Like I'm actually I'm actually to that degree of vanity that I don't even want to see myself reflected in one of these fictional universes because it couldn't match my own imagination effectively so so pull up the uh the private chat link um that i just put in there so yeah this is like one of the images that's not a real image right there yeah it looks like a bunch of vladimir putin staring at him like you can tell <laughs> you can you can no but like the bald man's supposed to be dan and he's supposed to be like overseeing this and you just basically start massaging these images like but they can be they can be like realistic is what i'm saying they're not just salvador dali-esque uh pictures so are you are you 
like, are you trying to get one of these jobs as like an AI prompt guy? Like your next line of work is going to be like, you're going to get hired by a fortune 500 company to type shit into mm. chat GPT all day. Davis. I love my job. Yeah. Correct love answer. My, Correct I love answer. my job. Good answer, Dave, but 50% chance, <laughs> 50% chance the answer is yes to that, Davis. Uh, uh, no, there my my deal is is this is the same as Dave's fascination with NFTs. He we Dave and I actually have this in common where we just phase out on stuff so hard for like three months and then it's basically Dude, like this well, AI stuff is such a bigger deal than NFTs. Yes. Is. No, no. I, I obviously obviously I agree. But Dave being the prompt king to do bits. I'm not for this I'm not the prompt king. I'm trying to just keep up with things because I do think this is like the if you don't know how to do AI, you're going to be like left behind. You're going to be an old, you're going to be, uh, you know, as far as like the future of jobs, even within like what my job is, like I've got, I have to stay on top of it and it's moving so fast, like faster than NFTs were. And you remember like having to just stay on top of the NFTs. It was, it was, <laughs> it was tough. And that's why like for that, I had to take a break for my mental health for this. It's just like, all right, I, I have to stay on top of it to figure I, out. I don't, I don't that. disagree. I don't disagree with what you're saying at all. <laughs> I, I mean, I do. I think, well, Dan, what is your, you, you know, you have to think about things from a very big, you know, bird's eye macro view perspective for running a company. How have you been thinking about, AI as it pertains to uh, to your line of work. It probably even goes beyond me. I mean, just to give you an idea, like uh, it, it's especially in like the content publishing world, like it's not hard to have robots write articles. Like it really isn't. Davis could legit write his newsletter with AI. Yeah, give it like six bullet points and then go. And the stuff that you'll get is absolutely ridiculous so i mean i think it's a it's a huge huge game changer but you know i also feel like there's definitely like a lot of like regulation and people are already getting nervous about it so you know i think there's going to be i I don't i don't like these i don't like these ai doomers that's a that's a, a whole field of guy there was a there was a think piece published i don't remember if it was the new york times or it was actually time magazine where the guy was like if you think a country is using ai in a way that is inappropriate or negative for human behavior, you're totally morally justified in nuking them. That was the entire working thesis of his piece. And it was like a, a, a people are, are agreeing with him. People are like, yes, this is how dangerous AI is. And it does feel a bit sort of, I grew up reading Isaac Asimov and not really understanding the applications for this technology. So I, I but I mean, obviously it's all, fascinating and it's going to be something we have to reckon with because the the people who are even worse the and which is so unfortunate for me because i happen to align politically with a lot of these people are the people who are like ai stupid your chat gbt is so dumb you shouldn't use it these images are dumb like these people you know these these blue check these legacy journalists are are also very stupid um so i don't it's it's as always i tend to believe most people that aren't me are pretty dumb. What can you do? What can you do? All right. Um, let's move on to actual NFL's takes. You know, people see Dan on the show. They want they want the NFL takes. But I will say this. I have not met anyone who loves a futures bet as much <laughs> as Dan Bach does. Loves it. He looks at Dan, how often do you look at like futures? 
I mean, at least like three or four times a week. Like, it's, well, wow. Did you have Did you have the Jaguars ticket to win the division last year? Are I did, real? but I I parlayed it. I parlayed it with. <laughs> Any, with any team but Alabama or Georgia to win the college football championship. What? Why? <laughs> why? I don't know. It was like I'm a fish. I mean, it should have hit. Ohio State choked. Ohio State should have beaten Georgia. So, like, I should have had it. But yeah. So yeah, I didn't really get paid off on that one. But I love futures and plug to scores and odds. Go there, find the sport, click futures the best futures odds comparison you can find. And if you are into betting, you know, a lot of times like minus 115 to versus minus 110 isn't a big deal, but you can legitimately find huge discrepancies in these odds that even if you're like a low stakes better, uh, bet 10, 20 bucks, it can make a difference. So pre-plug to that. How many same game parlays are you firing a day? Me? Hardly any. Maybe once every two, three weeks. Sad. Sad to hear it. That's that's where that's that that is the most fun that game. No, see, is. here's the problem: is you're right. Like that is in the most the most high demand things that is that is out there, and we built a an awesome tool called Parlay IQ, which you know basically takes the sims and you pick a, a market, and then it basically shows you what the next likely market to hit is going to be from a percentages by parsing the uh, the sims. So we built a tool around this. I just don't love it from my own personal angle, but that's that's the world we live in. People love to bet a little and win a lot, so you have to tailor content to it. So it's yeah, yeah. it's 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 two bullets in the millie maker versus one bullet in the thirty three dollars single entry, or double up. Yeah, sure. All right, Um, Dan. As far as like the odds of these futures for quarterback, for number one pick, for all this stuff. Do you think that Vegas is getting like the inside info um, and they're running with it? Or are they just trying to balance their books? I think I'm specifically talking about like the CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young stuff um, where you're getting, they're just flip-flopping and and now young is like minus 200 a couple weeks ago. We already, we already got the good word from our friend crack rock that Stroud is going number one. Yeah, see, this is this is outrageous. I mean, you can get it now. Stroud to go number one. DraftKings is plus two twenty five, and it was like minus two forty last week. And the the thing about this is, you know, these books are getting action from. I think they're moving lines on on sharp action, but I don't know how sharp it really is because as soon as that trade happened, everyone assumed it was going to be Stroud who was going to go number one. Right. A few things leaked out about it. And then mysteriously, randomly, out of nowhere last week, Schefter and Mortensen came out and said, Carolina's taking Bryce Young. Like, he's their guy. He's the pick. And I ask you this. If you are Carolina, why would you tell these reporters what you're going to do right now, like three weeks before the draft? What, what advantage do they get by doing that? And I think the advantage is very simple is they're trying to work a trade with Houston to move down to number two and take Stroud. I think that's what they're trying to do here. And that's why I think Str- Young at number one is a pretty good play because I think ultimately it's going to work. I think there's a chance that 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 Houston's going to say, we like him that much more than Stroud. Here's a second round pick and uh, a third rounder next year. And 
get the guy they want. And then, and then you got Carolina sitting there saying, yeah, you know what? Worked. We got the guy we want at one pick lower and got additional picks. So I think the whole thing is just trying to, to bait the Texans into trading up. Thank you. I mean, that, that does make sense in sort of like a draft day uh, fiction scenario. Like I can, I can see it, but it feels like the Texans can't be that stupid. Can they? I don't know. Maybe they are. Davis, have you seen um, the Derrick Henry to Cowboys rumors floating around? Yeah, yeah, totally. Bill Barnwell has said that it uh, would make sense. He like well, it was in his, I can't his see, piece. I can't see Bill. I can't see Bill Barnwell's tweets. He's got me blocked because of Odell <gasps> stuff from 2013. Really, it's true. Um, Pete, you're pretty big. You're pretty close to Bill Barnwell, right? Yeah, we get <laughs> so, lunch every Tuesday. <laughs> Stop with the gifts. Sosa's <laughs> like really feeling himself with the production these days. My my favorite is that he is putting on the screen some of the compliments that people are doing, and he's also putting on the screen his reply to those compliments, like thanks. <laughs> on there, someone said. You're doing a great job. And he replied with thanks and then put on there. <laughs> I think I think Sosa got his feelings hurt when we complimented the new opening from Coakley and people were wondering <laughs> if it might have been Sosa. And we all quickly said there's no chance yeah. in hell. And you weren't you weren't were on here because you were big time. No, guess, it was but... Davis's comments pre-show. Yeah. <laughs> you were on the pre-show. <laughs> Davis asked where Devin was, and then um when Sosa said, Well, that was just for one week, you have me now. Davis's comment was Sosa you fit this show a lot better and then follow that up with because Devin's way too good at his job for this show. <laughs> so, so, that's borderline like report to HR type stuff, right? Yeah, there, oh, don't make me go to, the, don't make me go to the compliance meeting. Okay. DB. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some more of the, uh, the upcoming draft stuff. Davis, do you, do you have any sort of feel on how this is going to shake out? regarding quarterbacks think, and like last year was like the fantasy dream for first round day one right like all these fantasy players this year yeah it's not it's just all it's about not, the quarterbacks i don't think it's gonna be the the if we're we're starting to get prepped for the disappointment with these reports that no one likes downs or hyatt as much as fantasy nerds do uh which makes sense because they weigh as much as like a teenage child does, they weigh like, <laughs> downs weighs like 171 pounds. That's so small. Um, Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. I don't know. I mean, I think I think the most interesting report of any of any of this scuttlebutt draft stuff that came out is that Arizona is has now entered in the market of trading that number three overall pick. Because the way it seemed was that the two guys were going one and two. Arizona would take Will Anderson. Indianapolis would take Levis or Richardson, whichever one they were primed for. And then one of those guys, in my opinion, probably Levis more likely to be a Kenny Pickett style faller where he ends up going 
20th overall. But if someone's trading up for number three, that means that's not the case. It means that it means that these guys are going to just go one through four, probably these quarterbacks. And that is, uh, I mean, kitchen, great engagement farming. You did last week, you, you tweeted, you know, what quarterback class is this most like, and that would have been exactly the, uh, Baker Mayfield, Darnold, uh, Josh Allen, Lamar class. And, uh, I don't know. I feel, I feel like whatever team ends up like if, if Anthony Richardson is what, uh, people like me think he's going to be, the Panthers and the Texans are just going to feel so gypped. They're going to be like, we, we just passed on this guy for a cheap so you, imitation. So you're, you're high on Anthony Richardson. I think that Richardson probably 70% of the time is going to be like a sub, so like a Ryan Fitzpatrick EPA style guy. But 5% of the time he's Josh Allen or Lamar or something like that. Like I just like higher than that, right? I mean, I, Lamar, yeah. Lamar did win unanimous MVP and Josh Allen. Uh, I mean, I, I don't believe he's as good as the market does, but the market says he's amazing. I think like the other thing about the Anthony Richardson conversation is it's not like we have even a Trevor Lawrence level prospect at the top that's, where the bus the risk point. for these other guys is high too. So if you're taking on some kind of bus risk and you can say those other guys have a higher floor than Richardson, that's fine, but there's still bus risk. Might as well take the biggest cut possible. Right. Yeah. I think the bigger, the other problem is like the round two and three and four guys are not, very good in my opinion i feel like it's so top heavy on the quarterback position this hendon hooker steam i've never been yeah. more offended by a draft he's rumor a, than this hendon hooker bullshit he's like older he's than day, davis he's like a day one. yeah he's a day one guy great like, features like davis too though he's, <laughs> he's like hendon hooker, hendon hooker is older than lamar yeah. And he's got a torn he's got a torn ACL. He can't even play this year. I just like like what was it? Daniel Jeremiah put him in a a, a first round mock last week, and like you know, all due respect to Mister Move the Sticks, you're grinding the streets a lot harder than I am. But there is no way. Tannenbaum had him at like four, which yeah, like four when he, he had him at six. Well, this is a this is a great this is a great time of the year for no consequences engagement farming, <laughs> where you could just be like, Hendon Hooker's the number one quarterback in the class, and no one's gonna remember that. in a month you know when he's when he's pick 87 or whatever so it's a good it's a good time of the year to just let these takes fly and then you can come back to it in four years if you're right so you but you got to just disregard these opinions because they are completely unserious well i do i do want to give you some some credit because like when these odds first fell i tweeted something out about quentin johnston and uh you smartly said oh i like uh smith and jigba going number one i think it was at like plus 350 or something like that and uh that seems to be what's steaming yeah, up right now he's locked in now but I think, but almost. here's the here's the one thing i don't get on johnston is he's like the main wide receiver that is that fits this like big wide receiver profile like you he's the only about. big he's one the yeah. only yeah. big one so you know if if that's what you feel you need you should go up and get him because i honestly think he's really good i think he's going to be a good pro uh i don't know why all of a sudden this is you know, everybody has like bad thoughts about him. Maybe he didn't interview well. I, I don't know what it is, but I think he's absolutely legit. I think he should be the the, the first guy off the board, but um, it's certainly not trending. That I way. think it's really the the style of play the NFL right now, right? They're they're dropping what two my, safeties. Did you get and that like from my newsletter? Want... No, I, 
I don't think I subscribed I mean, to newsletter <laughs> yet, but I will. I will. But they're this dropping my, two my safeties. My first post was about why all these guys are so small yeah. and why the NFL is not completely disregarding these guys for being 170. This is why Cooper Cup, his, his okay. stock has gone up. Well, you need you need somebody to. Uh, well, Cooper Cup is not small, but the the yeah. thing with Johnston to get to get really into the weeds, the thing with Johnston that analytics people have discovered over the years is that being able to succeed in contested catch situations used to be viewed as like a huge positive, like, you know, Alshon Johnson or Alshon Jeffrey type stuff. Yeah. And uh, what NFL teams have realized now is that you don't really want your guy to have to be in those situations all that often. You would prefer him uh, to be open. You know, you don't want your quarterback making these tight window throws all that often. And obviously you have freaks like Justin Jefferson and Jamar chase where it's like, yeah, you just put it in their vicinity I think we all acknowledge none of these guys are that guy. Like no wide receiver in this class has that ceiling. So, oh, I, I don't know. I, mean, I, maybe I don't know. I don't be. think maybe I, he I, could be. I think he's got a shot. I mean, you see, you know, we we used you keep on saying like these little guys are are the ones performing. When I'm looking at it, it's it's Chase, it's Jefferson, it's Devonte Adams. These are AJ Brown, AJ Brown. Like, do you, I I think that's absolutely incorrect. And I would take the best guy out there. And I, I think he's going to be really good. I think he is, uh, you know, Deon, your profile is a lot like DeAndre Hopkins. Um, didn't have a good quarterback at all. I mean, Dugan, don't let him kid you. Like, that guy is not a good quarterback. <laughs> how so, how much so, of it? Hang on real quick here for this, the people. Is this your people, AI thing? This is, yeah. So I know a lot of people okay. don't have time to read yeah. Davis's huge screed. So I just pasted it in chat GBT <laughs> and asked for a two to three sentence description. The 2023 draft class features an unusually small wide receiver group with first round prospects weighing less than 185. Despite concerns about size, the NFL seems to be shifting focus from contested catchability to speed and route running, making smaller players more relevant. Marvin Mims is a potential mold breaker as his performance and athletic profile stand out amongst the smaller yeah. wide receivers. I've that been really seeing Mims' pretty, name. That really is a pretty freaking good three-sentence summary of what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I've been seeing Mims' name all over the place uh, on is, draft Twitter. Is, uh, I lost so he's... much money from him in DFS college football last year. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Davis, I mean, where do you much... go to college at, Davis? A little little, uh, little place you might know is the University of Oklahoma. Oh, oh wow. Wow. Um, yeah. Okay. So my question is going back to the Jalen Hyatt. It seems like if you are out on uh, Hendon Hooker, you would also be out on Jalen Hyatt because of the system that they play. That's like the knock on them. I'm out right? on Hyatt because he's a weird prospect. Like Jalen Hyatt is a very so Jalen Hyatt didn't break out at all and like not not even not broke out. Uh, did did like nothing and and it wasn't until uh Cedric Tillman like got banged up that he started to show up and the Alabama game is an all-time mind melter because on one hand you want to be like this dude put what was it 330 yards and five touchdowns against Alabama and you want to be like yeah uh just like absolutely burning Alabama seems like he's probably pretty good but then you look at like what percentage of his total production at his time in Tennessee was from that one game and it's like 11 yeah. percent of his entire recruits well, but can't you say same thing for JSN in that bowl game for uh, Ohio yes. State, Utah. Yes, it's like JSN you, didn't even play practically this past. Right. Year. Yes, I mean. you you absolutely can't. I I am the 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 dynasty fantasy football nerds, uh, Pat Crane and and other associates. They <laughs> they seem to be not concerned. I I am concerned JSN 
is not not a guy you should take in the first round. Mm. Ooh. Really? I just I don't know, man. It's like it's one Ohio State is like a weird situation to evaluate wide receivers, and we sort of forget this because their recent crop of guys have been so good. Wide uh, receiver you. Right? But that there was a long history of their best wide receiver being guys like Devin Smith, first round yeah. pick. Like literally did like there were a lot of guys. But um, weren't these studs playing behind Jackson Smith and Jigbo? Like last two years ago? Yeah. Like well well, JSN uh that what what really what it breaks down to is that JSN got his way onto the field as a as a true sophomore in 2021 and held his own with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave first round picks who've been very good in the NFL and then when they were out there was a concern Crane Crane did a real deep dive uh he he went back and like read athletic articles from before that bowl game and the concern amongst Ohio State fans was like, well, JSN's not going to be able to do anything with these guys out. And then he literally posts like one of the most nuts bowl game, a uh, Rose Bowl. I think I think he has the Rose Bowl record for receiving yards in a game. Actually, I don't I don't really even know what the knocks are on JSN at this point, other than saying the small sample size. Because even the stuff about speed, like his forty time at his pro day was fine. Crushed the agility drills. Crushed the agility drills. We've seen guys like we used to collectively knock guys like. Amon Ross St. Brown and this style of play. And now that now we know these guys can come in and that's, immediately that's the difference is, is, yeah. is that he, he probably comes in and immediately is like eight targets a game for whatever team drafts him. And I think that's going to be the most interesting thing about his landing spot, right? Is Amon Ra had a path thanks to injuries, right? Cause like Hawk and those guys got injured and then he was the number one, like does JSN go somewhere where he has a path to being the number one target? I, I bet he's just, I bet he's just, no, I bet he's just number one right away. Yeah. What, even 12? as the number two, he could still just gobble up targets, you know, like with well, a position. I think he could even he go plays. to a spot with like two established wide receivers, say like Keenan and Mike Williams. And I think he could immediately by the end of the season be their highest target earner. The, the, the chargers are going to take Hyatt or downs. I, I have a, I have a feeling mm-hmm. they, they like, they you like know. having a, another vertical field stretcher. You know, man, there. you got Jalen Guyton. Mm-hmm. What more could you need? I think Jalen Guyton is retired. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to give you the undersized wide receiver that you should be taking. I don't know where he's going in best ball right now. I haven't. I, I dive in after after Zay? the draft. No, uh, Tank Dell from Houston. He goes completely. Un, he goes completely undrafted. I had to talk Liam into taking him in the 20th round. Wow. We did a draft last week. I'm sure, that was a ripping conversation. What <laughs> <laughs> was the selling point? Uh, the selling point was what if the Bills draft him? Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. he was he was just unguardable last year, and yeah. everybody knew he was going to get the ball 12, 14 times a game, and nobody could stop him. Every single game he got there. Um, to, I think to compare him to Wandale. Compare him to Wandale. That yeah. that's the selling point to get Peter in. Boy. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think that's actually a pretty good comparison. Like, I I think he's, I think he's going to be like, I I, I actually, I actually think Wandale is way better, but very similar in terms of like smaller school was the only real guy they had. Didn't get hurt, like held up to like 12 touches a game. And Wandale went to Nebraska and Kentucky. So like, don't tell me he was like small school. Those are not serious programs in this decade. I mean, he went to Houston. That's a small school. The the SEC and the Big Twelve is not a small school. 
they're look when you're a fan of the university of oklahoma nebraska and kentucky are small schools okay okay um all right let's get to some recent news and notes to round out this uh nfl conversation we got 14 minutes you have any questions feel free to drop them off in the chat make sure you're liking and subscribing to this video as you know we're almost to 5k and that's right before we get to 10k it's really just kind of a slow build i i think we have the chance kitchen do you think it's in our range of outcomes that we could go parabolic with our sub growth do you think maybe we could have the equivalent of a dan viral tweet for yeah, our YouTube stuff. I do. It's just... like a slow build. It's the uh, it's the avalanche model, right? It's the snowball method where it starts small and then yeah. it gets. You know what you guys increases. need is somebody who's got like a real following to come and <laughs> come on the show one week. Like oh, that's what you wow. need. You need Shots. to find somebody. And no offense to Tuttle or Davis or even Pete, but like, <laughs> like Pete, how like, dare why, you bring me with Tuttle's why? Twitter game, Dan? Like, Jesus, like, like Pete, like seriously. Why haven't we had Matthew Barry come on the swole cast? Oh, like, okay. That's, get him that's on the, the favor you want me to call on. He gives you yeah. a retweet. We're <laughs> at least getting a hundred yeah. extra subscribers out of that. Like, come on. I don't know. Okay, so then, I don't know. Then you're we saying had we need Silva. to have Matthew on 50 times uh, <laughs> to get to our, to our goal. <laughs> I mean, whatever it takes. But. <laughs> we need to get outside. I love. Uh, obviously TMR. I love Silva. I love these fantasy guys. We got to get outside the, um, the fantasy bubble more like when you get like Mr. Beast on, you know, someone I mean, in the, you gotta be yeah. realistic, David, come on. Like, well, no, I'm just no, saying, I'm Mr. just, Beast, I'm giving totally. you, I'm giving you like someone outside of the bubble, the fantasy bubble that uh, might want to come on and um, you know, we can get to the untapped people out there. All right. Getting to the news and notes though. We have today Saquon Barkley. Are you guys saying that he's not going to sign um, whatever the tender was? Davis, what's he, what's are he you going to do? Hold out. Yeah. He's got no. He's got no bargaining power. Okay, so you're not worried about that at all. Same. I'm not worried about Eckler either. These guys have no option. You think Eckler goes back to uh, San Diego? Or he said. Los he Angeles? said. He said, and I quote, worst case scenario, I play for the Chargers. And unfortunately, <laughs> choosing to play running back professionally is sort of, I mean, you get to make a couple million dollars, but you're not going to make as much money if you played literally any other position. Okay. Yeah. Elon, Graham says Elon or Jake Paul. Elon on the show, honestly, would be just massive. Yeah. We could censor, we could censor free speech from dissidents in India. It'd be a good time. <laughs> No, that ah. I honestly think that would probably be a bad episode of the Swolecast. Like, there's there's venues to talk to Elon on the Swolecast. Listen, it's not about it's not about the it's not about the content. Itself. It's just it's about, it's just about the reach. subscribers. You're, yeah. you're, what about, about you're the creative one? Come up with like a, a realistic realistic. I got one. I was just gonna float one. You uh, now have all these new friends in high places after your viral treat. Hit up Big Cat from Barstool. Davis famously <laughs> loves the Barstool guys. What about Get Big Cat on here? That would do Wait. huge numbers. That Venn diagram of an audience would like this show. Come on. What about Joey what about Molinario? No. What about Joey Molinario, the the Molinaro. impressions guy? I was gonna he was let already... it go, but catch <laughs> he... Molinario. <laughs> I think I think we could get him on. I'm I'm uh, I'm Twitter friends with him. Yeah, he's okay. funny, and he. Well, how many followers does he have? Half a million. What about he likes um, he likes fantasy football? I get his shit. I get his shit on my Instagram algorithm. Okay, all right. Let's uh, let's let's move on to Odell. 
signs with the Ravens. Are we we talking we talking about old guys who have lost their mobility here? Yeah, we're talking about the <laughs> the Ravens wide receiver six. Yeah, I'm down. Like <laughs> they're paying him 15 million a year. There's no way classic, he's going to be. Baltimore Ravens, you know, everyone loves to fall all over themselves and say how smart their front office is. And they, their 26 year old MVP quarterback uh, is technically a free agent and they sign Odell Beckham to a $15 million guaranteed contract. Just genius level negotiation. Who would give me where would you Devin Duvernay outscoring Odell Beckham? <laughs> Not me. Either. Not me. Where would Odell have to drop for you to draft him? Late round Where's, pick to Yeah, back where does Marcus Valdez scaling go? Even if, like, you drafted Lamar early, oh, you would I, not try to pair him with Odell. I got a, I got a market for you. You can bet this on DraftKings. Over, under, on yardage. Under 650. Under 650. 575 is the number. That's that's a good line. 575 Whale play on the line. under, Davis. Yeah. Whale play no, on the no, under. No, 575. 17 games, you figure he probably plays in 11 of them. It's a pretty good line. This this He's, Odell ain't taking slants to the house anymore. This is they, like no, no, no. down specialties. They paid $15 million for a guy with a 575 receiving yard total this year. What like, they're doing oh, just to get – I mean, Odell – Just to Odell, get Lamar. Odell would have stepped into a starting role on the Dallas Cowboys last year. They would have brought him into the building, and they would have played him immediately. And they they – I think they brought him into the facility and they were like, I, I, I think what happened is Steven Jones and Mike McCarthy were like, Jerry, please do not do this to us. He is, he can't move. He can't, what, we, we can't what do you think the, the touchdown total is? Four and a half. I was going to say three and a half. Four, right in between. Okay. That, my, that, uh, feels, that feels like an under. <laughs> that feels like an under. See, I'm actually the opposite, Davis. I think if he gets there or, like, has any kind of stuff, it's going to be because he has, like, a two-touchdown game, you know, sure. in the red zone because that's how the Rams were kind of using him as a red zone threat deep into their Super Bowl run. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I liked Odell. I liked that move by the Rams at the time. And, I, like, I remember betting on him for, like, Super Bowl MVP and stuff, but – not playing at all last year and the bills or one of these teams not bringing him in is just a bit like the Cowboys being the only team interested in him and then them not signing him when they were starting Noah Brown. It's, it's, it's not good. So uh, Lamar then signs with the Ravens for sure now. Well, they read the, what if if he doesn't sign the contract? Yeah. I know. Oh, Odell, Odell, Odell's dad making a cut up of all the times Tyler Huntley didn't throw to him. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. I mean, what, Lamar's just vibing, dude. He like clearly does not is not getting yeah. any advice. He's not like Lamar is not talking to his lawyers. He's just like living his life. You know, I, I don't he, he might just not play. And I don't think Odell will care. He just wanted to get paid, and he got paid a lot of money. Dan is right. And at the end of the yeah. day, it's like, who cares? Just give me my paycheck. I, right. He's going to – and he might even be – like, he and Lamar might even be conspiring. Um, and Lamar just being like, peace as far as – I still think a trade could happen around the draft, like after the draft where they don't have to give up this year's – as a team that needs a pick this year, especially – Yeah. I like. I, th- I think that's a legit chance too. 
Yeah. Dan, what do you think the odds are we do get like a bombshell NFL draft trade? Like there's been some rumors lately about uh, Derrick Henry potentially being on the move. Do you think, uh, what do you think the odds we get something like that with Lamar, any other one of those marquee names? Yeah, I think it's pretty high. I mean, it's not uncommon anymore to have big name players be traded. I mean, AJ Brown, a couple of years ago, nobody really saw that coming and totally out of left field. And sorry, Dave. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's pretty likely. I mean, there's so many trades. That's why, like, mock drafting is just kind of dumb in the sense of you can't predict what this is going to even look like in, in terms of this draft order. It's going to yeah, be flipped you know, in the head many winning, times. Winning 150 to 1 same game parlay is good, but if you ever had everyone openly mock you doing <laughs> Daniel Jones to the New York Giants in a mock draft and then them taking Daniel Jones, that was it's one of my favorite moments in, in mock drafting. <laughs> um, are you gonna do a right. mock draft this year davis for sure yeah i i love it it's is that gonna be your newsletter yeah yeah hang yeah. on but can i ask you a question dave like to me i would even maybe have fun doing an offensive skill position mock draft like do just be completely honest are you remotely qualified to assign defensive <laughs> players to various teams <laughs> No chance. No, it's all it's all it's all reading the betting markets and exploiting the mocks. It's it's okay. nothing about it's nothing about my ability to be like Will Anderson really, you know, the way his hand technique to <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? No absolutely nothing. I'm not even qualified to break down these wide receivers that way. You know? I'm really not. Subscribe Just... to automatic absolutes for more in-depth <laughs> wide receiver research. You Just are let... qualified for this for this show, Davis. Yeah. Uh I <laughs> Not saying much. Uh, By the way, but... I realized the reason why Tuttle bowed out today is that UCL lineups came out right now, and he just didn't want to be bothered. He just didn't want to be. He didn't want to be on the show when soccer lineups came out. Tuttle, uh, I don't know if y'all saw. I think Tuttle won 30k in baseball um, last week. Yeah, he's week he's vibing. Tuttle he's is on a, on a hot streak. Yes, on a on a heater. So um, and and fired hard at the Masters last week. He's he's back in it. So as as far mock GPT as good. <laughs> um, all right, final final thing, Davis. The hype around Justin Ross with the Chiefs. Are you buying I do, this? I, I do. I do get this. Sam Sherman mentioned him to me on ADP chasing last week. Like he's never going to play it down for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm I'm sorry, it's not happening. Okay, so you're you're out then. You didn't see that slow mo. Catch I, that he had. <laughs> the the thing the thing is is Justin Ross's last good season was in 2018. Check your calendars. That was a long time ago, and uh, I don't think it's particularly encouraging. The Chiefs got him in the building and then immediately placed him on season-ending IR last year. And maybe they were just redshirting him, right? Letting him letting him rehab, letting him be around NFL trainers, get an NFL diet, and all that stuff. And maybe I'll end up being wrong, but I think the fact that they keep signing like john ross is on uh, a futures reserve contract um they got they signed another guy who's like sort of notable i gotta look this up or it's gonna drive me crazy but, but who's training with him davis oh pat patty patsy baby patrick mahomes yeah so they got they got other guys on future contract amir amir smith marset he was a bear and a Viking, Cornell Powell, still on the team. I mean, Cornell Powell has just as much of a chance to catch a touchdown for Patrick Mahomes as Justin Ross does. Okay. Cornell Powell, right. another Clemson I think receiver. this is Davis's, if you read between the lines, if Davis, the quiet part 
that he refuses to say out loud is that Sky Moore is the answer. In the <laughs> I, you're not you're not catching me on these airwaves. <laughs> Rudman, Rudman, I had so, Rudman on the show yesterday, and he was telling me like I'm not gonna let people make Sky Moore a thing, and I was like, it's too late, dude. Good the, luck. The, so the, who are you in happening. on? Who are you in on then on the Chiefs? Valdo Scantling and Tony. Okay. Did they get Richie James? Did they get Richie James too? Did I see that? Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see. Like I, I've done this experiment before. Like Richie James could very easily not make the team. So I'm not. I'm trying to, trying to keep my excitement to a minimum. There. The thing is, is Patrick big in the playoffs. Big in the playoffs for the for the Giants. Don't do this to me. I'm close (laughs) to sending a rookie third round pick for Richie James in a league I don't have him in right now. But Mahomes just won the MVP. And the Super Bowl with 50 touchdowns, leading the league in every statistical passing category, throwing to a bunch of jamokes. You know, so it's like I just don't, I don't think it is required for any of these guys to be a sixth round pick in fantasy for, like, for the Chiefs to win. All right, I just I saw some some of the hype floating around there on Twitter, and I thought thought you might be in on it uh so a little bit surprised that we haven't we haven't mentioned the titans quarterback search at all here i mean where where's where are your emotions up. yeah where are your emotions at these days what what's db's insight actually they're, they're trading up a hundred percent like if, i am if they get will levis i will be disappointed like i will legit be disappointed i think it's um, richardson i think it's anthony richardson if I'm, it's I'm richardson if it's Richardson, I that'll be so fun. I, I was going to say in. that it will be fun, but it will be a little bit disappointing for us all to be united on the Titans on the show. I know. Like it's actually <laughs> like for us to get for us to get to the weekly DraftKings segment, and David's like, you know, it, Richardson's only fifty seven hundred against the Colts, and Pete and I are like, absolutely. Who can we stack? Well, with? Jig? well people, all right, let's do it. People are saying that the Colts. Are gonna try to get him because no, of Colts, the Colts feel Colts feel like Le- uh, Levis to me all the way. Like doesn't it doesn't it just feel that's who Jim Irsay wants? Well, who's the uh, Colts head coach? Right, Shane. Or, no, Shane, Shane Steichen. No, Steichen. The, the guy from Philly, um, yeah. Yeah. who worked with Jalen Hurts. So that's why they're mentioning um, AR. So, all right. Um, as far as closing thoughts, Davis really need the draft to get here so i can start hammering out best ball mania for i am uh i'm starting i i was on a mental health break from drafting mm. and i'm already starting to get bored of baseball so we gotta we gotta do it okay uh peter i just want to say thanks to dan uh yeah. for coming on the show and um also disclaimer if you said something that you regret on here we actually aren't going to delete this show let me do your tweet <laughs> all right um and dan can be found on twitter like you, i mean everyone already knows at under or at dan underscore bach um and that is spelled b-a-c-k uh dan anything you want to plug since you're on this show uh just you know i know everybody loves the sports betting world so check us out scoresandodds.com we've done and kudos to you kitchen you've been a big part of it like revamped huge that site huge. and that app and uh you have no idea davis no snark in this one he admittedly has been important in this um so check that out if yeah you that's not that's not it. what we do here yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're ruining the narrative of the show <laughs> uh but if 
appreciate that from uh from my boss my leader uh the guy who i just look up to every day and and most importantly probably my pickleball partner so on behalf of uh dan pete davis and myself special thanks to sosa for bringing the uh the hot gifts uh into the chat and everybody watching listening liking subscribing on the road to 10k we'll see you in two weeks right before the draft it's the special draft show maybe we can get on um you know someone who has done some draft content for us in the past who can really break down some of these uh third fourth round offensive linemen Pat, patrick Corain. he was we'll doing see, this before we'll he won the two million We'll see if noted offensive yeah. line scout Pat Corain is. Uh, I love it how yeah. Dave's like, we need to get out of our bubble, and then he immediately yeah. goes right back to. <laughs> well, no, this is <laughs> tradition. <laughs> this is tradition. I uh, having Patrick on to discuss draft prospects, um, and then ask him about random. One guy I asked him about was like Cole Strange because I the the name, and like he ended up being like a really good player for the Patriots last year. Um, but you know, this is. This is something that we do, just random, obscure guys that uh, only Patrick can tell us about. So, all right, that will do it for the show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time here on the Swolecast on rotorgrinders.com. Peace. Peace.